Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Welcome back to Wildcast Studios for another episode of the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats. As always, fan listeners, I am your host, Adam Lund. I didn't die on my walk home today, but of course, I am joined by your favorite co-hoster, Mr. Jeremy Boucher. And Mr. Boucher, I have an honest question for you. Okay, is this like the quick question? Nope, or? this is a different honest question. Okay, okay. Are you caught up on The Masked Singer? I haven't <laughs> even watched like, an episode. I was thinking about the other, the other day, like how we went from Masked Singer every week update to... Yeah. We've taped the past two episodes. We might tape them all. We might delete them all at some point. I just, I think when it was two per year, it just got to be too much. Yeah, it's I'm not, I'm not into it because uh, they changed the format. Yeah, we used to actually have time to guess who yeah. some of these people were. That's kind of a and, one and done. And uh, now it, there's no time to guess. And ever since they've they've went to that format, it's kind of taken the uh, the excitement out of of watching the show. Yeah. I, I don't think I'll even watch this season, or I don't know if I'll be watching another season until uh, until it comes back to the original format. But uh, I know Big Brother Canada is starting yes. up in a couple of weeks, and uh, the Hell's Kitchen finished. Hell's Kitchen finished up, and yeah. the farmer the farmer show. Oh yeah, how to, how to date a farmer? When does that how, start? Uh, it's it's pretty soon. I don't oh, know I gotta, exactly. I when think it it's is, I but. think it's sometime in March. Yeah, I for, I completely forgot about that. We actually watched uh, Next Level Chef. Okay. With the I've three levels. Yeah. That's yep. that's a pretty good one. Um obviously Alex won on uh Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. I didn't mind that. I thought he was, he was good. He yeah. was good from day one. And, and I think the best part about it is A, he went through every single challenge. Uh, challenge, but every single uh punishment you could go through. Without complaining. Without complaining. And he lost his restaurant to COVID. Yep. So it's kind of a kind of a nice little thing for him. But yep. yeah, I forgot about that farmer love show. I forgot the name of it. It's far, uh, farmer something, but how to marry, how to date a farmer. Basically, it's like uh, Bachelor in Paradise or The Bachelor, but it's for farmers. And uh, I don't know if I'm farmer a, wants a wife. Farmer wants a wife. <laughs> That's the one. So thanks I don't to Google know for that. If I'll be tuning into that oh, one. Oh, you but, have uh, to tune into that one, man. Like that is. It's a little different. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, my big brother Canada is starting back up. Uh, we'll probably have uh, Amazing Race, maybe. No, mm-hmm. the Amazing Race is a summer thing, right? So, big brother Canada. I think it's March no, March that's... 10th or something like that. Okay, Farmer Once a Wife was in 2008 on... Uh... What's the name of the show? I don't know. Um... I can't think of... I can't... I... If you've been watching a lot of TV people, you, yeah. you know what show we're talking about. On Fox. And uh, Farmer... Is it Farmer Wants a Wife? Farmer, yeah, March eighth actually. March 8, yeah, next Wednesday. Yeah, so we're okay, all okay. It is uh, called. It's so it was a show back in two thousand eight, I guess, um, on the CW network. Okay, so uh, they're, they're trying to for all the hardcore oh, uh, One Tree Hill fans. That's uh, the CW, and then it went to the WB. Um, yeah, that's. I think it, it's just that. Like, I don't watch the Bachelor, Bachelorette. Haven't really ever got into that Bachelor in Paradise, any of that stuff. But this just sounds like every part of a train wreck. That you could want. I think so. Yeah, you you got that right. I, I I might watch the first episode just, just to, to see. see what it's like. Yeah. Uh, if there's an interest, I'll keep watching it. But it doesn't sound like it's going to be something that's that will interest me. So I'll focus more on my. I'll have my weekly Big Brother Canada updates here in the that's next a, uh, next few weeks. That's a big week for our fans next week. We might get confetti in the 
in the studio. Well, and the, Farmer wants a wife. Well, I said might know, with with the postponed game. Oh, things change a little bit. Things change now, right? So right, we'll get into that. In we're a gonna bit. have to yeah. maybe if they get two wins, if they, if they win against Bay Como and and Chikutami, maybe we'll have some confetti. But the whole postponement and Intermuski put a. Uh, that's a big. That's a big Wednesday if it does happen. Farmer yeah. wants a wife, and uh, and that. Confetti. Are there any New Brunswickers in Big Brother Canada, or do you not? They have haven't released yet? the house guest list yet. Oh really? Uh, they're probably going to start doing some leaks here in the next week. Um, so maybe tune in next week, and uh, we'll we'll let you know. But uh, just for my peace of mind, it's not you, right? I, I'm not. Say, I'm not saying anything. I guess in a couple I've, weeks, uh, if you're you know, uh, conspicuous by your absence, as they used to of, say of in course, WWE, if you're, uh, these are the these are th- these are the things that uh, you know you have to keep secret. And, yeah, yeah uh, sure. I know, try. I tried to make sure he was going to be here or not. I've. I don't know. I've uh, I haven't yet teased a uh, a I guess a MIA for the for uh, for a little bit for the playoffs, but uh, you never know. Maybe uh, maybe I am on Big Brother Canada. Maybe I'm not on Big Brother Canada. We'll we'll find out uh, in a few weeks. Really wish I knew if you took holidays in the next couple of weeks. I know <laughs> with your with your uh, employer. I think that would be a good show for you. I think if there's yep. a show that you would be. I mean, Amazing Race, I think if the two of us were on that, it'd be comedy in itself. But uh, you think your wife would ever do Amazing Race? Not until she gets a driver's license. <laughs> Can't go on Amazing guess, Race yeah. without driving, right? No, she can. She's got her learners. Well, you need a full driver's license. Do you license. need a full driver's yeah, license? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. if she had that, would she go on that? Um, I don't think she would Because Layla be... is all in. That's my, that's my biggest... Uh, conundrum do i take layla on the show or do i take my podcast host co-host but yeah would uh would megan be on that is she the um if 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 i if she was on my team yeah i think maybe she would but she's um god god bless her heart love her to death not uh not prepared for the physical challenges uh, of of being on Amazing Race Canada, but neither am I. But say, you know, uh, the, the whole she's terrible at geography. Yep. Uh, so if there were any geography about Canada, she would be, we'd be eliminated. How but is like, she in reading a map? She probably what's a map? <laughs> you know, like because I think that's the toughest part. Don't, is you don't, don't get phones. Could, you got to go with it. You got to go off a map and. You know, we grew up looking at maps. All the kids listening to this are like, "What the hell's a map? Is that yeah. that thing that spins in my teacher's room?" I don't but think she. You don't get to use phones. Like you have to ask for directions yeah. or ask people to use phones. Like I don't even think she'd be able to point Moncton out on a map. Like, that seems like something you got to film instead of Avery's joke of the day. Like, uh, Megan finds there, a city on a map. <laughs> there is a funny. There's when we start talking about geography. Yeah, it's it's comical. Oh like, really? It's, oh yeah, she's very not good. Uh, geography <laughs> like probably the least um she thought la was in florida she thought miami was in california and there's a few other things you know like uh did i hear the story about um oh my god what what was happening we were driving to halifax and we drove past a car and i can't remember which state it was but 
it was one of the states in the U.S. And she's like, well, isn't that in, is, isn't that in Europe? How did they get their car over here? <laughs> and I think I want to, I can't remember. Oh, my God. It's, I can't remember what state it was. But it was, it was pretty funny. Trying to think what state could think. I, I would need to go back. I know it's the family group chat with, with Megan's family. <laughs> it's in there yeah. somewhere, but it's it's long up there. Like it's 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 been at is least it on Facebook. Um, is I don't think it's family group on Facebook or is it messaging? It's it's messaging. Oh, I was gonna say you could search if it's Facebook. It's it's it was a few years ago, but oh, my, it it was it was hilarious and probably one of the funnier things uh, she has I'm ever. Trying said. to think what state would even have. I don't know the letters to think that it's. Um, well, I think you've United States because now I'm just trying to think of states that. Let me have... let me look. Let's just start the show. Yeah, kind of it's thing uh, and, uh, it's it's going to take a while, but I think your I think your joke of the day that's catching on. Yeah, I think it like Megan points on a map. I think you got to do joke of the day, <laughs> and Megan finds a city on the map. I think that would be. <laughs> that, that, would be... that would be pretty good. Eh? Yeah, I, I've got to find it, but uh, no, it was. Uh, it was pretty good. It was. It made me. It made me laugh. I just. Unless it was like Oklahoma, which is okay, which you no, could thought UK maybe. No, it wasn't. That, that makes sense. Was, I sure hope you find this. I I really hope I do as well because it was, it was very funny. Yeah. Uh, but maybe I'll um, I'll I'll bring it maybe next next, next week? week. Okay. Because uh, I know right now it's it's. <laughs> it's tough to find when you're searching really fast. Yeah. And, um, all right. Well, don't forget to follow us on the social medias, Twitter, Monkey Wildcast, Instagram, Wildcast Podcast, TikTok, Wildcast Podcast, and on the YouTube. And if you want a joke of the day, follow Jeremy Boucher on the TikTok or the Instagrams or do you put it on Twitter or just TikTok and Instagram? Uh, just TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. And what's your TikTok? Uh, trying to pump up your TikTok here. This is Jeremy Boucher, isn't it? Jerry Boucher 85. Jerry Boucher 85. There it is. Joke of the day with uh, with Avery. And maybe now Megan finds a city on the map. All right, let's get to the quick question. Um, well, we had some fun listening to some freezing cold takes. Um, we thought they were good takes to start the year. If you want to go back and listen to them, we might put the episode back out as a freezing cold takes episode because – it was it was delightful. It was the Wildcats uh, season preview. Um, a few random takes, but we'll go to some of the awards we talked about, and just if you feel good about your selection moving into these awards. Um, Wildcats, we had Rookie of the Year, uh, Preston Lonsbury. You had Preston Lonsbury and Steinman. Mm-hmm. I think easily those are the first two names that come to um, come to a head. But I think one name I want to put in there that isn't getting the offensive points, but it's just been very good, very steady. Adam Forte, John Drow. Yeah. I, I uh, he's either. he's not – I don't think he's going to challenge those. I We're going to get into the Lounsbury thing here in a minute, but um, I think it, he's in a walking boot there. Spoiled the news in a minute. Um, what that means, I don't know, but I just think that might hurt him rookie of the year-wise if Steinman continues to go, but – um, I guess just what are your thoughts on on rookie of the year? I'm happy with what I picked. Uh, yeah. Probably the only prediction <laughs> from that episode that I'm quite satisfied with. <laughs> yeah, because that was fun listening back to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't, you know, obviously Steinman is eligible to be rookie of the year. Yep. Uh, and at this point, I think it's 
if you want to base it on on age, if it if you don't base it on age, he's probably the the front runner. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, if you're going to base it on age, I would say Forte, John, John, or 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 Lounsbury. I think those are your your two obvious selections at this point. Yeah, yeah. I I just think with Lounsbury, you know, like I said in the show, like he's gonna. He was gonna. We had predicted he may be on the fourth line with Gabe Smith and and uh, Daniel. That's where he started. He ended up getting a top six role. He's been um, been filling in, whether it's top line, left wing, second line, center. He's kind of been filling in. Um, pretty decent season so far. I think he's half a point a game. Fifty six games played, twenty eight goals. So, so yeah, pretty much yeah for plus seven uh, this year. So. Um, I think he's got a good shot. I mean, obviously, him in a walking boot at the Avenir Center doesn't help that, but um, I feel pretty good about that. Uh, offensive player, um, you had Loshing. I had LaBelle. Mm-hmm. Now, you went Loshing because you thought maybe LaBelle wouldn't be here for a full season. That's true. I thought he was going to be one of the uh, a trade chip, yeah. but uh, obviously that didn't happen. And, uh, you know, I I think I would have picked LaBelle if I, if I knew he was – uh, if he was going to be there, be with us the full season. So I just went on, you know, getting a solid return. And um, so I, like, I would have taken LaBelle if I if I mm-hmm. knew he was here the whole year. But that's obviously not the case. And so I took Loshing, and, you know, I think he's fourth in team scoring right now, which still is pretty good. Very good, yeah. As Considering he was injured for... A little while, but he he stayed healthy most of the year, which we kind of talked about. If he can stay healthy, he's going to have a pretty decent year. It's funny, neither one of us took uh, the guy who's second in scoring or was leading the scoring for a while, which leads into MVP. I did take Moran to take that next step from being rookie of the year the year pre- previous. Um, point of game, 56 games played, 56 points. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think there's anybody on the team that – can take the MVP from him. I think he is the MVP of this team right now. Um, you had Barbashev. You're, how are you feeling on, on the Barbashev section? And we got 11 games to go, so there is still time, but that's figured it's a bit of a slow news week. Let's let's bring this out. Uh, I was expecting a little more from him this yeah. year, uh, which is why I took him as, as MVP. Um, but he's also, you know, he's, he's more... He's playing a more complete player, uh, a more complete game this year. Yep. So I have, I've, it's not going to be him, but uh, again, I have nothing wrong with my pick. It's not, um, it's it's a lot better than what my second pick was because I think my second choice for MVP was Jonas Tybell. Yes. And, yeah, he was going to uh, pop off. That was uh, I I, I just had a feeling he was going to have a breakout year. Which you know hasn't been exactly been a breakout year, uh, so my you know, my my pick of of Barbashev kind of looks a little better than than that one, but it's uh, you know that's what you get when you try to make predictions and based off absolutely nothing. Yeah. I think like, he was uh, also your player you were looking for big things from. Likely, uh, yeah, because I had Mueller in that situation, which I mean they both made Swiss team and. <laughs> Mueller's been that kind of player. And then we get into the league uh, MVP, and we both went with Robidaw. Um, no, or we both went with Joshua, Joshua Wall. Wall yeah. Robidaw, Nadeau, Bolduc, we kind of – I asked if that was going to be the top four. Um, you threw out uh, Jordan Dume is the name to keep mm-hmm. keep in mind. 
11 games left. Is it is it Dume? Has he done enough to be league MVP? Because it usually goes oh my to God. yeah, he's he usually goes to the top scorer, right? Him and Connor Bedard are almost like yeah, head are head to head in in points and in, in the entire CHL. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I think it's he's still looking for all the. I am things. still I'm still looking for for what she had said. Yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's worth it. It's it's de- it, oh, it's definitely yeah. worth it. Um, yeah, I, I've I think Dume is is hands down the league MVP. Uh, yeah. There's, I mean, you look at Balduk and and Rochette. I mean, they're they're teammates, right? Yeah. And uh, Duset and Kidney. Duset, Duset and, and, and Duset's only only ju- joined in halfway through the season. Yeah. Lawrence only joined in halfway through the season. Du- without those two guys, like Dume's all by himself. Yeah. You know, he's he's been the Mooseheads this year, and I think it's he's got a chance at. Um, if it wasn't for Connor Bedard, I think he's CHL and uh, MVP. But of course, Bedard will get it because it's Connor Bedard, and it's his draft year. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. You, what uh, you have to add on the accolades, despite the fact that he's already got almost everything in his book, right? But he's not going to be in the league next year. So that's going to be a tough one because I, I, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I don't like the fact that it's. Connor Bedard isn't going to get it because it's Connor Bedard. I mean, mm-hmm. Jordan Dume has got his team within eight points of the division of the conference. Um, I'm trying to see what Bedard's got for goals, not CHL Bedard, CHL leaders. That's right. I just, I think Connor Bedard yeah. is yeah, Connor Bedard is going to be the CHL MVP yeah, yeah. just because it's Connor Bedard. Um, and do they have to make the playoffs for that? No, I don't think so. You don't think no? Like, I mean, do you think the CHL if if Bedard has 100-whatever points and they don't make the playoffs as opposed to Dume? I don't think it cares. I no. don't think they worry about it. Uh, if if anyone else other than Connor Bedard uh, wins CHL MVP, I'll be, I'll be surprised. I yeah. just think it's the political move is Bedard as the CHL MVP. They, it's, it's almost as if the league will be forced to do it. Just to give him one more, you know, one more trophy, because it's going to be he's not back next year, so he's not going to win a Memorial Cup. He's not going to win a a WHL championship. So give him the CHL Player, mm-hmm. you know, MVP just to, you know, make give up one for more it, kind of, yeah. right? So it's they're sixth right now. They're uh, five points up on eighth, uh, Calgary Hitman. So they're they're in line to win, not to win to. To make the playoffs, yeah, I don't. Depending, even depending where he goes, I don't think he's going to be back next year. There's no, there's no real point. And even if he is back, he's going to be going somewhere that uh, it won't be. Excuse me, it won't be Regina. Uh, they'll finally move on for him to get a return if he comes back. Mm-hmm. But whether he goes to Columbus, Anaheim, I don't think he'll go to Chicago. Montreal might win it. Somehow the Oilers could win it. Calgary could be in the lottery and win that. Um, shout out to Palche being the uh, Flames player of the week. Was he for? As voted by the fans. As voted by the fans. You know what? It's almost like we knew. You just give him a chance, and oh, I don't think he's playing there for an injury anymore, is he? I think no, he's actually he's, earned he's his. There. Yeah, he's, he's playing earned... second line minutes yeah. right now. Until I make a trade, until they bump him down. Yeah, I don't know. If, at this point, I've kind of given up on them this year. <laughs> They're kind of like the uh, well. I'm not going to say it. 
Gotta be positive on the show. Yes, let's be positive. <laughs> um, one more thing before we get to the news and notes, the division prediction. Uh, we both had Halifax win in the division. You had it a little bit tighter than I did. You had a five-point cushion for Halifax. I had a 10-point cushion for Halifax. We really feel good about this year. Um, I went Bathurst third, Cape Breton fourth, Charlottetown fifth, St. John sixth. So other than the top two, completely wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and you went Cape Breton, Bathurst, Charlottetown, and St. John. I think with Bathurst, I think I was believing that uh, the goaltender, Bednar, Bednar yeah. was going to be back and uh, ability to steal a couple wins down the like, basically to do what Robiard's doing for the Islanders. Yeah, is kind of what I thought. He didn't come back injury wise, so obviously that's that's tough to predict. Um, I think we both said, I don't think Halifax is running away with this thing. They're running away with it. <laughs> they're uh, they're definitely running. They're running away with it. With it. I, I didn't expect thirty them to, point cushion. I didn't expect them to go all in like they did. Nope. So I was. What happens when you have an MVP? A like, little uh, that was definitely a little unexpected on on my part. Uh, I didn't expect them to go this year. No, so missed it by that much. But hey, that's why we do uh, preseason shows to see just how wrong we can be with uh, some freezing cold takes. All right, let's get to news and notes around the queue. News and notes from around the queue. All right. Well, it was a three-game road trip. It is now a two-game road trip as uh, the game between Moncton and Ramuski has been postponed due to, well, a little bit of asbestos in the, uh, what is it, the... Uh, Coliseum Sun Life. Francais. Yeah, Sun Life Coliseum. Um, that sucks. Like, well, not only for the game one. Yeah, yeah. But, like, they're not in a position to build a new rink, and that's been a rink for quite a while. Yeah. Hopefully they can. I, I don't even know where they found it. Like, did you read the article or? No, I didn't. I okay. just heard it was asbestos and man, because it was from February twenty fourth, so it was Friday. They started looking at. It. Did they have home games? I'm not sure. Uh, they were in Bacomo, and they were in Shakutami, so they might have been on the road for. Yeah. Which I mean, if they're checking for asbestos on a Friday, they're not going to have games on a Saturday when That's they're true. Do, when yeah. they're doing a whole thing. I wonder if it feels like they were kind of checking in to see if, you know, what additions or renovations they'd have to make if they were looking for Memorial Cup bid. And this can't help that. It doesn't it doesn't help? <laughs> no, uh, no, that doesn't help. It's uh, but I guess it's I don't know advantage Moncton maybe I don't know. It's like. It's almost like, well, when uh, Halifax came in and you know kicked shit out of us, yeah, they were supposed to play in Bathurst the night before, yeah, but then that game was postponed because of the storm, right? So it gave Bathurst an extra or Halifax an extra day off, and they just came in that next day and, and pumped us, pumped us, put a shit kicking on us, yeah. and uh, so I don't know, maybe the, the extra break. You know, we we talk about a, c- a condensed schedule. This is, you yeah. know, we're looking at uh, four days off here. and Four days off, they don't have to s- slam the road trip in and take a, an extra day to take a little bit of extra time. A um, couple injury notes. Uh, if you're walking around the Avenue Center, you might have saw Preston Lonsbury in a walking boot. Um, spoiler, lower body injury. 
Um, which kind of leads me to believe it's more than day to day as Marty reported on the wild minute. But again, we don't know. Um, I don't even know when it happened. Um, I can't see him coming back before the playoffs. And I, I feel like I, I saw OJ walking around the suit. I didn't talk to him, but um, no word on him uh, because for whatever reason, the team likes to be in silence due to injuries, um, which in some ter- worms I get. I like what the Pats cast have done out in Regina. They actually get the reports, and I don't know if Regina puts them out, but they actually come out and say, this player will be out for two to four weeks. And yeah. I just I don't understand the secrecy. I think it would be nice to see Thomas Auger out two to four weeks, Preston Lonsbury out two to four weeks, if that's what it is. I don't know what it is, but just something so we don't get, well, is he in, is he out, is he in, is he out? It just I, I don't think they'll be back for the playoffs or for the season. I think they'll be back. Come playoff time. I don't think you risk an injury in a game against St. John or Charlottetown that eventually will mean something, but I just don't think you see the back. Well, it'd be nice to have a healthy lineup for the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't get much from, from the team. You don't get much from uh, the, you know, the times and transcript, honestly, like the Academia Duvalage has been the best source of information um, as of late. And maybe that's just because, Mr. Irving doesn't have, I guess, a sake. ownership sake yeah. in it. But um, no, it's their their coverage and you know what they've been what they say, and Academia Duvel is is a lot more uh-huh. than what you get. Uh, but um, no, if we can get Oshie back for the playoffs, it'd be good. Because I mean, did, didn't he break both of his legs last year? <laughs> Now he's he out broke, again. Yeah, he broke Poor one. Guy. He's, you know, we uh, we had Loshing in that uh, Mika Seer area. I think Thomas Auger is in that Mika Seer area where a couple unlucky injuries last year blocking a shot foot. Was it, was it blocking a shot or was it taking, was it into the boards? I think it was into, into the, the boards. boards. Yeah. And then obviously the shoulder this year. So a couple tough years, injuries for him. Um, so obviously he's got a. You know, we hope he stays healthy. And then, you know, Mika Sear was injured for the first two years I was here and ended up uh, playing in 2019, 2020 healthy and had a pretty big year with uh, with Pelche. Uh, moving on to the team of the week, Ivan Ivan, the new captain of the Cape Breton Eagles, as they named every player who's not a rookie to their leadership group. <laughs> two games played, two goals, six assists. Yes, Riley Kidney, three games played, three goals, five assists. There's a name we had nowhere near the MVP. Um, conversation as he's kind of flourished in Gatineau. Uh, Giovanni, Giovanni Morneau in uh, Charlottetown, three games, four goals, three assists. Tristan Leno in Gatineau, three games, two goals, six assists. Dylan Gill for Renderanda, three games played, one goal, five assists. And goaltender, it just seems like if you come through the Maritimes, you're the goaltender of the week. Um, Olivia Adam for Sherbrooke, 2 0, 973, 0.5 goals against average. And one shutout, your player of the week was Tristan Leno. Um, as he had three goals, two goals, and six assists in three games. The Canada Games men's hockey portion uh, wound up last Sunday. Um, the games are still going on, so if you're over there, obviously um, get out and support them, uh, support those athletes. But uh, we had Ontario winning gold, Saskatchewan earning silver, and Quebec winning the bronze medal. I don't think a lot of people would have had those three teams necessarily in that order. But with that being said, I know you have a little bit of a treat for us. For the Wildcast Podcast Team of the Week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that uh, second straight uh, Canada Games where it's a golden goal. Yeah. Because Ontario won in overtime. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this week's Team of the Week, I thought I would, because uh, I 
was fortunate enough to watch a lot of the hockey. Nice. And uh, the commentary, I must say, was uh, was a one. There was some very very good play by play. The uh, I think the New Brunswick Quebec game was even. George Matthews and Corey Arsenal. Oh, nice. Calling the game. So it was I know nice Corey Arsenal did a couple of my. Yeah. I don't know who was doing the play by play, though. And uh, so those are a couple of familiar voices. So what I thought, I th- what I thought I'd do for, for the team of the week is um, I better not have just deleted it. Thank <laughs> God. Um, so basically, I took one player. <laughs> what I might do for the team of the week is absolutely nothing because I deleted it. Moving yeah. On. But uh, essentially, what I did is I took one player per province um, that is kind of within the QMJHL draft um, jurisdiction. Right. So it would be, of course, Quebec, New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, PEI, um, Newfoundland, New Brunswick, PEI, Quebec, New Brunswick, PEI, Nova Scotia, Newfoundland. Got it. Megan's kind of getting me here with my, you know, the, yeah. geog- the geography. Um, but of course, um, so that's five. I had to take. I needed. I needed six because I needed, you know, three forwards, two D, and a goalie. Yep. And because I am apparently biased towards maritime players, like somebody out there who listens to the show likes to tell me. What. Uh, I have decided to include two players from Quebec. Wow. Just to ensure that all positions are filled. Uh, now, before so, you start, yeah. are these players that are in Moncton's draft wheelhouse, whether they win the lottery so or these are players, players who I or... think improved their draft stock okay. at, yeah, yeah. at the Canada okay. Games? Um, some, some is, you know, in our there's wheelhouse. one that's in our wheelhouse, yeah, yeah. possibly two. Uh, Let's see if I can identify them. Yeah. So, so yeah, the way it works is let's. So, my goaltender that I took is Samuel Quimper from Team New Brunswick. Um, so, because I took a goaltender from New Brunswick, I don't have a New Brunswick forward or a New Brunswick defenseman. So, I took one player from New Brunswick okay. on yeah. my team. So, my goalie was Sam, Samuel Quimber from Team New Brunswick. He's at the uh, Champions Hockey Academy based out of uh, Fredericton. Um, you want to talk about facing a lot of rubber? Yeah. Well, this guy faced a lot of rubber. Uh, and despite finishing eighth in at the Canada Games, he made a lot of big saves against very tough opponents. And kept his team in a lot of games against these tougher opponents. Right. You know, we're talking, you know, the Manitobas, the the Quebecs, you know. He he won he the the games were close because of him. Uh-huh. And if it wasn't uh, you know, it would have been just a onslaught. Uh total blowouts. So uh big ups to Sam uh, Quimper of Team New Brunswick. On D, uh I went with one from Quebec, Alex Huang. Uh, reminds me a lot of, um, let's say, Jordan Spence. Ding, ding, that's one in Moncton's radar. Yeah, because right now I think he's ranked third by, right. by Hockey Prospect. Uh, ultra smooth skater. Uh, plays with a lot of poise. Uh, I think he's going to put up a lot of points in, in the queue from uh, from the back end. 
Uh, and my second defenseman is from PEI, from the Kensington Wild, uh, Will Murphy. Uh, I would say, you know, I've been following this league for 26 years. I would say probably the best defensive defenseman to come out of PEI in recent memory. Huh. Uh, if you need a guy to block shots, like this is your guy. Uh, and he's already got, you know, that next level size. I think he's already six, six foot two and 180 pounds. So he's already got that, you know, he's physically ready for, for the next level. The Gormley version. Uh, Gormley was a two way defenseman. Oh, was he? Okay. This guy is, is like defensive defenseman. Right. Okay. Like he, he's, he's going to hurt you. Kind of thing. Like <laughs> yeah. he's he, he's gonna hurt you. Yep. He's gonna make it tough uh, against uh, against players in front of the net. Uh, up front, uh, I've got a forward from Newfoundland. I've got a forward from Nova Scotia, and then another forward from Quebec. So my forward from Newfoundland is Ty Pettigrew uh, at the Bishop's Kearney Selects U15. Uh, I think he's got it all. He's got skill, speed, grit, finesse. Vision, hockey IQ. Like, what more can you ask for in a forward? Um, my forward from Nova Scotia, Jacob Rhino, which is probably one of my favorite last <laughs> names. He's going to <laughs> um, Small. Let's put it that way. Small, uh, but uh, really talented. Uh, puck skills, hockey IQ. Uh, he's got that's like a, uh, I think like a, kind of like a really, like a above average I guess skating ability mm-hmm. if you want to put it that way. Okay. And um, like breakaway speed, so it, it's it's tough to really compare. If he was, you know, if he was a bit of a pest, I would probably label like a, a Brad Marchand kind of kind of player, because mm-hmm. uh, you know he comes from the Steel Subarus organization, um, which was formerly the. Dartmouth Subways organization, which is where, you know, Brad Marchand came from. Right. Um, so Jacob Bruno and my third forward, I'm going with uh, Sean Carrier uh, from Trois Rivières. Uh, I think he's, I don't think you have the rankings there, uh, but I think he was kind of between the 10 to 15. Eight. Eight. Okay. Wow. Okay. So um, ding, another player. In yeah. Another range. player that could be potentially amongst his radar. Um, he's got that Pelche size, like the five eight one fifty. Yep. Uh, similar work ethic to Jacob Pelche. Um, you know, I'll say it now: beautiful smile, <laughs> like uh, a la Pelche. Uh, love his smile. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think he's a complete, just a complete player. Uh, with I think he's got, I think he's got skating that's going to get to the next level. Uh, when I when I talk next level, I'm talking you know Q, Q and 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 further. Oh, okay. Um, so it's uh, I I I think it's watching the Quebec forwards. You kind of knew, you know, I was expecting the Danois to stand out. Uh, I was expecting, you know, I, I was Leconte, Nathan Leconte didn't exactly have a great tournament, mm-hmm. but he was good. Uh, but Sean Carrier for me stood out um, of all the Quebec forwards. I th- I just thought he was engaged every shift, and you know, just the motor. The motor was going right, right, and that's what you want. You want the motor was the motor was always uh, was always running. 
and uh you know he's like i said beautiful smile like i just <laughs> there's he was he's actually ironically featured as like the um that uh player profile on the q website is he um for for the draft and you'll you'll see what i mean like when i say beautiful <laughs> smile like he's he's got a beautiful smile he's uh so what are you looking for yeah i mean you're personable you know, I'd flip over a couple there and see. Yeah, no, you're not kidding. Smile, yeah, right? look at that. Yeah. He's got the braces too, so yeah. it's even going to be even more of a beautiful <laughs> smile, right? Get yeah. those teeth fixed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, great hair. Yeah, good uh, flow. Great hair, uh, great great teeth, great smile. <laughs> great um, player. What more can you ask for? Yeah, exactly. You, know, you don't even have to worry about the on-ice stuff. He's just <laughs> got that, uh, I think he's got the, the persona of being, you, you can tell he's got the personality. Yeah. Right? yeah. You can tell just based on, on his look and the smile and his play uh, on the ice, he's he's that next uh, uh, next leader, I think that to come out of the of the Quebec program. Nice tournament you expected? Yeah, uh, you know what I, I knew um, I knew New Brunswick was in tough. They were in a tough group. Yeah, uh, Nova Scotia was in a tough group. Uh, PEI Newfoundland were. Kind of in that uh, group with uh, the territories and um, you know Yukon, Northwest Territories, Nunavut. Uh, so Gavin McKenna just lit know, up the tournament. Just you know they took care of business against. He took care of business against PEI and, and Newfoundland. Uh, all in all, I think it was a great tournament. Great tournament. Great uh, fans are great. The commentary was great, and uh, I, I think everything I've watched is uh, has been pretty good. Nice. It. it was all in Summerside, wasn't it? Except Summerside, Charlottetown, or O'Leary. Oh, okay. Because uh, every game I tuned in for, it was on Summerside, but maybe that was just the the Quebec-New Brunswick division was in Summerside. Yeah. But The games are everywhere. Yeah. Um, I thought the tournament was great. I think it was it was highly competitive. And uh, like I said, like there's you're, you're... I was expecting more from uh, a couple players on, you know, the Nova Scotia side and the Brunswick side, and did, didn't get it. Mm-hmm. But that gave a chance for, you know, Quimber, who I didn't haven't got to watch yet this year. He stood out to me in, in Nets, and you know, Rhino for Nova Scotia has just popped off the page for me. Um, so that's and that's the best thing about that about the Canada Games is, I think you go there and you you look for certain players. And but the other ones, there's other players that yeah. that pop off, right? It's yep. uh, and that's that's the case with Carrier. It's I, I think whoever who I think whoever gets him is getting a hell of a player and maybe a future captain of of the organization. Nice, yeah, that's the thing. You you get used to like watching the MBPEI league or the Nova Scotia. Uh, league if you're there but then when you get the Canada games you kind of get everybody in one mm-hmm. one area it was good that it was streamed because uh, it was free stream too yeah, I loved um, it. that made a that made a big difference um everybody's second favorite part Valdo report <laughs> <laughs> I love that <laughs> who needs uh, drops when we can make our own uh Valdor Stayed in fourth, um, 48 points. Blainville is 48 points. St. John, 42. And Bathurst, 40. They had a decent start to their week. Six, they beat Blainville 6-3. Yeah, they actually uh, they got four, four to yeah, six points. Yeah, they beat Drummondville 6-4, and then we don't talk about Sherbrooke yeah. 10-1. So they actually moved up a spot. Yep. Um, so they're now sitting in the fourth lottery spot. Which is two balls? 
too. Yeah. 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 And uh, but you know, looking at their schedule coming up, it's it's, it's not uh, not very favorable to them. No. But you know, they've they've shown that they can compete against uh, some teams here. So yeah, Renderanda Thursday, Victoriaville Friday, Renderanda Sunday. Yeah. So they're in a tough. It's in a tough week for for the yeah. four, and uh, you know, there's 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 room to uh, drop. Room to drop, and there's room for some teams, you know, that are below them to to move up. And you know, you look at St. John. St. John's got Bathurst, I think, this weekend. Sunday they play Bathurst. Halifax on Thursday. Well, we can't really expect much from that. No. Um, Blaine, uh, well, the fourth is, actually the fourth is uh, Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they've got Bathurst on on Saturday. So that should be potentially um, a winnable game for them, and that'll get them closer and. But uh, every time we talk about teams getting closer, Valdor <laughs> ends up winning games. So Blainville's got back to back against Drummondville, so that's yeah, a little tough there. But well, if Blainville can win and uh, win at least one, or you know, we'll uh, yeah, not a great week for the Valdor report, but uh, fingers crossed. It's uh, they've they've got a tough schedule the rest of the way by by the looks of it, and uh, hopefully. We can kind of take advantage. Yeah, and have a better shot lottery because it's not Bathurst, St. John, Blainville, and Valdor that have their picks. I think all four mm-hmm. first round picks are gone. It's like yeah, I've, Bathurst I've, has Shakutamis. I've got it right here. St. John uh, is owned by so Shakutami has Bathurst. Yeah, Valdor's has St. John's. So Valdor could literally win the lottery. Win the lottery with St. John's pick. Uh, we have Valdor's and Hermuskia Charlottetowns. Who has Blainville's? Do they have their own? Uh, Blainville has their own. Okay. Yeah. And then Shakutumi is going to have compensation picks for Sasha Boivere yep. and Xavier Veyu. So by the looks of it, they're going to have three first-round picks. Moncton so will have the top, three first-round picks. At the top four picks. So who has Cape Breton's? Do they have their own? Uh, Cape Breton has their own. So the top five picks, three of them are owned by other teams. Yeah. So a lot of teams uh, looking at our Valdor report for uh, finding out where the teams are going to go. All right, let's get into the weekly rewind. Weekly Rewind. All right. Well, this was uh, something we hoped we'd have in the Weekly Rewind um, as the team finally uh, got back into it. Again, the Weekly Rewind is presented by Local Sports Pub. Looking for a great place to have some wings, beers, watch sports, UFC all month. Um, head to 1715 Main Street where the Salty Sea Dog used to be all day happy hour on Mondays. Molson products are five fifty a pint. Wing night every Tuesday. Pound of wings and fries for fifteen ninety nine. Like I said, this is weekly way one we were hoping we were going to come into. Um, weren't sure what we were going to get after the first one. Uh, they did win two of three, bringing the record to 27, 27, 1 and 2, 57 points. Second in the Maritimes, fifth in the conference. We now have a four point lead on Bacomo, eight points behind Ramuski, and five points behind Shikutami. Um, Thursday, uh, this is a game you have talked about all year um, that we're going to look back and these two points are very much costly. I mean, you look at this one, you look at, uh, well, they've, we've lost the last two of three to St. John. You give us four extra points and we're one point behind Shakutami for fourth in the conference right now. Just on, just on two losses to, to St. John. And it was ugly. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, we came on here last week and I will stand in front of Fillion and I will defend him, um, for not playing to the end of the earth. But that last goal by Vince Ellie, Kind of an ugly one. Or no, Giuseppe. 
just kind of a spin fire, and it was kind of an ugly one. Um, they had a bad pinch on the Reinhardt one. Mm-hmm. Break a two on one, like it just. It, I'm not faulting him on the two on one, but the last one he's gonna want back. And you know, we talked about earlier in the year. He he kind of sometimes lets those kind of stinkers in. Usually they're early in the game, and he bounces back. This one was with about five minutes left, and the Wildcats yeah. couldn't come back. Yeah, it was it was tough. Yeah, that was uh, probably not 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 the greatest uh, not the greatest goal. Uh, I think he knows it, mm-hmm. and uh, we know it. Uh, and helped out by Shingaroff's beauty, though. Well, that's it, right? <laughs> it was just a weird I, game. I, I don't know what uh, what th- what thank you is in in Belarusian, <laughs> but uh, thank you. Yeah, that was quite the. You know, it was nice to be on the receiving end of a turnover instead of the other way around. Uh, but um, you know, it was just. Yeah, different, different hockey game. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if there's a positive, we gave St. John two points to get them closer to Valdor. You know. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like the plan. Yeah, maybe. we did this on purpose. I don't Ish, know. Not really. Uh, it's it's tough. I mean, it, you know, we've we've seen it. It's um, it's just tough when it it doesn't matter losing to the teams we're supposed to lose to, but yeah. these ones. And you talked about it early in the year when we were losing to Cape Breton. Like they're in a playoff spot because they've beaten us five times this year. Well, that's it. Cape Breton um, would be out of us. Would be out of the out of the playoffs yeah. right now. Right? St. Those... John's won two of the last three. They've won a few games against yeah. us. It's just like you you bank those points and we're in fourth place with a chance to fight for third without having to leapfrog two teams. Right? Like mm-hmm. it's just points you're just not going to obviously get back, and and it's going to make it even tougher because. You know, St. John is had the energy in that one. They were coming in to mm-hmm. to beat Moncton. That's their well, that's their playoffs. Yeah, that's Peter, their their year. Peter Reynolds came back from injury. I think they're energized by that, yeah. uh, and so that obviously helped them. You know, he was he's been a big part of the organization for for four years now. And uh, anytime you can get him back in the lineup, it's it's going to it's only going to help you out. And it proved to uh, come back and hurt us. It's but um, you know, it, the good thing is, is you know, we kind of rebounded. Yep. You know, uh, we we went into that game in Bathurst, and again, I'll be the first one to say it's that was a lot closer than it should have been. Yeah. You know, we 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 out they we should not be outshot by Bathurst. Let's put it that way. Um, it doesn't matter if it's back to back or not. Yeah. It, that's that's just should not happen that uh you know that we're we're losing 2-1 to a team coming into that game that hadn't won in 14 i think it was or yeah something like that uh it's that, that it was a tough uh it was good to get the win but you also kind of were like damn like you know we sh- that should have been a dominating effort, a, no, domi- think, a dominating performance. I think two one is a little bit closer too, because didn't we have two goals? Yeah, we had two goals called which back. Yeah, makes a bit of a difference. It's maybe four one instead of two one, but mm. I mean, we ask for him to you know keep fighting and keep coming to work, and and that's one where Steinman kind of bails us out, being outshot by Bathurst, keeping it keeping it close. But again, mm. you, you allow the teams that we're supposed to beat to stay close and hang around. And we almost 
we lose to St. John and we almost get upset by Bathurst. I mean, yeah. you get upset by Bathurst and you've got a massive rant had we lost to them. Um, we go in Sunday, 3-3. Three and three. We finally took advantage of a team on a 3-3. Three and three. Um, Dominating them, carrying most of the play. I mean, the second period we had 13 shots before they had one. Mm-hmm. They scored on that one. It was a power play goal. It is nice to see a, a pass go across the ice and hit the back of the net. Not against us, but it's nice to see when power plays kind of convert. Um, but again, that was one that Schwinnigan kept coming back, and Moncton finally were able to kind of shut the door. And again, I send it to you to tweet out. I mean, this team is 19-1 and when leading after That's two and crazy. 10 and 0 at home. I don't understand it. Like 19 wins of 27 because they're leading after two periods. And it it took a lot for me to even send that to you with, what, a minute and 30 left in the third period. And I even prefaced it with capital if yeah. we hold on to this thing. Um, it, just, it was good to finally see a team on a three and three and the Wildcats take advantage of a team on a three and three. But – Something that continues to plague this team, and it happened in the St. John game. I saw the highlight on the Vince Ellie second goal. It happened on the Kananika goal and the Corteau goal. They can't get the puck out of their zone, and it ends up in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. And it's just both goals were just kind of a mess. And it's like they try to tip it off uh, the boards instead of going glassing out, which maybe that's because they kept getting penalties that way. But um, it kind of seems like when they can't chip it past, they go into scramble mode, and they're like, uh, uh, what do we do? And they get out of their defensive structure, and they get, they get trapped in those shifts where it's either a penalty or a goal, and more often than not lately, it's been a goal. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll be a little positive on this game, and what I liked about this game was... That was positive. Yeah. I like the punch back. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you go up 2 nothing, and then it's 2-1, and but then they it's 3-1. Like, they, they were always there to get that next goal to restore the two goal yeah, lead. Yeah. Yep. Um and recently, you know, when that's happened, it was fold. It was uh you know, they would fold, they would they would feel the pressure and they would just cave in and then you're at that at the end of the that when the final buzzer sounds, you're you're on the losing end of the game. Mm-hmm. So this game they actually had that that um the spark that that punt, the counter, the counter punch, get right? the next save to get the yeah. next goal. Exactly, giving they, up the goal got, and now you're tied. They got the save yep. that they needed to go out and get that next goal to to always have that sense of insurance, uh, which I thought was good. It was mm-hmm. it was a pleasant um, a pleasant change, and um, you know I kind of I put something together after the game on St. John uh, against St. John just because I was I was I was frustrated. I was um I, I I was damn near close to you know to <laughs> not necessarily calling it quits here but you know just it was close you know <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't very happy with the performance and you know I think I've said many times on 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 this show you know Adam I've I've been I've been a Wildcats fan since since day 1 yep you know and um I remember going downtown to witness the uh you know the unveiling of the logo and i even remember the exact date it was june june 19th 1996 and you know it, it's i remember mr irving promising you know he's i'm gonna bring a memorial cup to moncton and i remember all the home openers at the coliseum 
He would stand on the carpet before the opening face-off and promise to bring the Memorial Cup to Moncton. And, you know, we've been close. And we've we've had we've been close on on a, on a few occasions, but you know we're still we're still waiting for our moment, mm-hmm. right? And you know over the course of of twenty seven years, we we've had some really good teams, and we've had some not so good teams, um, and I think everyone can agree with that. Uh, and it, honestly, you know we've we've been able to witness great players develop here. Uh, and and move on to successful NHL careers. You know, we're talking Corey Crawford, uh, Brad Marchand, Connor Garland, and I'll say this because if Dobson's listening, he'll laugh. Ivan Barbeshev. <laughs> uh, you know, just to name a few. Yeah. Um, we've had captains who have played their hearts out every shift. Uh, David Como, uh, Chris Goodet, Chris Morehouse, Matt Eagles, Steve Johnson. Uh, pelts you know huddy uh and we've had coaches that get the best out of their players you know we're talking danny flynn we're talking ted nolan we're talking uh, even john freaking torchetti you know <laughs> um but you know unfortunately like we're just not seeing that sort of effort and compete level from certain players and we're not seeing that from coach the coaching staff really for the for what, past what two months. Yep. Um, and it just makes you just makes you think. You know, was Frankie Iacenza and Thomas Darcy that f- friggin' valuable to the team? That uh, yeah, things have that just way. gone. Things have just you know it, it, they've almost gone downhill ever since the trade deadline. And you know, keep in mind, you know, I kind of wrote this after the St. John game. And um, so to go out and get a couple wins, you know, against Bathurst and Schoenigan was, was great. Um, but, you know, what we've seen recently is, is it's, it's disheartening. You know, it's, um, it's Richie always talks about, you know, the wildcat way, doing things the wildcat way. I don't, well, I don't think this is the wildcat way, you know, and, and I know he was him and um, Marty talked before, I think the Bathurst game. And Richie admitted himself, you know, he's not happy. And I think, you know, I think he can speak for some others in the organization that, that they're not happy either, you know? And it's, I I can, as, as sad as it is to say this, I can confidently say like, this is one of my least favorite teams in the 27 years of Wildcats hockey. Like, and that's, that's saying a lot, you know, and, I get I get messages Adam that on Twitter that all we do is complain. You know and uh, but seriously, you know like what have we had to celebrate about lately? Yeah. You know, there's there's there hasn't been anything or or much to really you know get excited about. You know, it, it's there it's just been a lot of 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 down. Um a lot of losses that should be winnable games. You know, for God, God's sakes, I thought we are going to be five points behind Halifax, and when I when I said that in in August, I I honest to God thought it would be that close. Yeah, uh, I, you know, we're we're being outplayed by by teams that that we should be dominating. You know, as simple as that. And and we're you know we're losing we're losing games that that we should be we should be winning. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know it's it's 
I don't know about you, but uh, you know, when I was when I was younger, I had a few sit downs with my parents because I did something bad. I was perfect. You know, kid. I was perfect. Uh, kid. You, you turned out well. Absolutely not. And, I had. You know, they they would my parents would would say something along the lines of, you know, we're not upset, we're just disappointed. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Right? Yeah. And heard and that a few times. That's Rhonda. how I feel about the Wildcats right now. Yep. It's yeah, yeah. Um, I'm disappointed, and I'm not sitting here, you know, calling out players. You know, we're not we're not dropping f bombs. No. Um, stuff like that. Family show. Yeah. I, I'm just I'm just trying to. I guess show my my love and my passion for for this organization. And you know, we have a month left in the regular season, followed by the playoffs. Uh and there's not much time left for the players and the coaching staff to show that same passion that I have and that same love that I have. On the ice, mm-hmm. you know, there's 11, 11 games left, yep. 10 games left, 11, 11 games left. You know, we can still catch Shikudemi. We can still catch Ramuski to get that home ice advantage. And I, I if it happens, great. Um, if it doesn't, you know, it, I, I it's, it's going to be a, a disappointing season. And I think it already is a disappointing season. But what happened... You know, in Bathurst is is a positive step, and what we saw against Shawinigan was a positive step. So it just, I think the team needs to really build on that, mm-hmm. and th- they they need to come together now. You know, it's I think I honest to God think we caught a break with that Ramuski game, because uh, that's going to give us you know four weeks uh, four weeks sorry four days off. Yep. Um, you know the game. The game in I'm not sure which which game is first. Shikudi, Bay Como. Bay Como. They'll probably drive up there on Wednesday. You know, so they're they're gonna have. They don't have to rush to get the ferry. They either. don't need to rush to get the ferry. You know, they can get off the bus, and and stretch their feet out. Is the ferry even open, or they have to go the long way? I don't even know. I don't even know. Anyways, um, we don't report to Bay Como. We don't. Well, we do. I would. Oh man, that now that they're not playing Ramuski, that'd be a hell of a Wildcast road trip. <laughs> yeah, it would be. <laughs> I'd, I'd report to Bay Como. Yeah. Try that put in that uh, yeah, Richie yeah, said yeah. was at the rink, right? Yeah. Uh, but no, look, I just wanted to say a few words uh, about how I've been feeling lately. And when I say a few words, um, over 400. Yeah. Can um, I piggyback off that? Yeah. Go ahead. I'm right there with you. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Um, every year that I've, the time I moved here, the reason I, well, I wanted to move here. I started following the team in Alberta. Mm-hmm. I started on an app, and I would wait for Wednesday to answer the trivia questions to get the points yeah. for the app. I played NHL 20, well, I guess that would have been NHL 17 now, to learn the players. You see us drop the Pelche making his NHL debut all over the place. Denoyer making his NHL debut all over our social medias. We're updating Hudson. We're updating McKenna every time. It. I think this team and this organization needs to have an organizational shift. It needs to be community again. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't feel like it. Like when 
Cape Breton has a restaurant night where they or they had a restaurant night. St. John has a restaurant night where the players help out at restaurants. When I moved here, I was two days away from that. I missed that by two days. I was gonna go, never being here. They used to do that at Montana's, I believe. They had the breast cancer at Shoppers, where they had different players at different places. It just seems like this team is just so disconnected from the fans. And I think that's mm-hmm. what hurts the fact that, I mean, St. John on their Instagram is having a ask a question for a player. Mm-hmm. The Mooseheads have ask a question and they answer these questions. It just, it seems like they want to be this, and they're a first class organization. They do everything first class. Don't get us wrong. Except for the player fan relationship. And that's why I started this thing. Thank God you didn't leave was to bring that level of fans to the game and, mm-hmm. and coverage and stuff like that. And it just, I've had season tickets every year since I moved here. Mm-hmm. I've bought playoff packages every year since I moved here. I haven't spent a dime on the playoffs yet because I, I really, we talked about it after the show last week. I have a hard time depending who they play, picking them to get out around one. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm, I'm with you. Like it's, it's such, we came in with such high hopes because it was year three of that rebuild. And we had the COVID rebuild, which I think kind of murkied the waters on what this team was going to be coming into the third year. I think there was too many expectations Mm -hmm. because we played a truncated season in 2020, 2021. We played a kind of a half season last year, a little bit more games, but I think maybe this feels more like year two of a rebuild. and, And maybe we came in with too much expectation, but it's just been, I mean, you look at this, Second half, winners of five and six, losers of nine of ten, winners of two of three, lose of three and four, now win of two of three. What's the next shoe to drop? Like, you were looking at those three games, like, if they can stay on this roll, they've got a shot, and they absolutely have more of a shot to get into the playoffs or uh, to host a playoff series right now, being five points behind Shakutami with two big games coming in, but it just feels like there is a massive disconnect between the fans and the team. And it, I hate to say it, it's, it's, you know, the Avenir Center is great, but guess what? The shine's worn off that. And Chris has been on the show saying the shine's worn off that. Hugo Bernier, I believe his name is, yeah. the new GM. He's got a lot of work because it's got to be an organizational shift. Um, it's got to be from top down. I don't mean the guy signing the checks. I don't mean the general manager, coaching staff maybe, but, you got to connect with your fans again because I get so many messages about how it's they'd rather be in the Coliseum because there was more of a, a family feel. And it just doesn't, other than Sunday Funday family feels, it doesn't feel like that. It's It's got to be more family community oriented. And I mm-hmm. think that's where we're all disappointed is it just, I don't feel connected to this team. So I think it's easier to be disappointed because I don't have the disconnect that I had in, 2019 where they had events where they had fun things in the game it just it's so corporate at the avenir center now mm-hmm. it just i i i 100 feel you on that yeah honestly it, it's that was written in in frustration you know what and i think if you took 50 people and told them to write their frustrations i bet 50 of them would come up with something just yeah. like that uh i it just it was it just it's it's written from the heart you know it was it was Yep. Sitting in front of my computer, uh, nine o'clock at night, drinking a coffee, and I never drink coffee at nine o'clock at night. That's how you know it's serious. He was up at nine o'clock yeah, at night. That's true. 
You asked me earlier if I was going to the Flyers game <laughs> at eight o'clock. At eight o'clock, I'm like, no, it's past my bedtime. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's if if I'm still awake at ten o'clock on a weekday, there's something wrong. Yeah, and by golly, there was something wrong uh, because I took I went to bed at twelve thirty because I was writing that, and I just like. You know, I was like, please, you know, I, I said, I typed, I wrote that out and I was like, knowing I'm going to do this and they're going to win the next two games. And they did. So that's why I made it a point of saying, you know, play like you did against Bathurst, play like you did against Schoenigan. Yeah. And they're going to win games, but. And we've seen this team play well against teams they're yeah. supposed to lose to. So. This figure, is figure it out. This is a two no, game playoff series. Is. This is a yeah. two game playoff series. This if you want a shot at hosting and not having to go on the road, these are must wins. These are must wins. And eleven games left, and you know this it actually sets up nicely. The fact that they're not playing Ramuski, they got four days off now. Then they got four days off. So there's there's nothing to worry. Like empty the tank in Baycomo and Shakutami mm-hmm. on the Saturday Sunday. Because you've got the week off till St. John on the following Friday. Mm-hmm. Then you've got Halifax. Then you've got a week off. Mm-hmm. Or, no, then you got a couple days off. But you got two kind of full weeks before you play games. So there's no excuses not to open the tank. And, and you know, we haven't bought playoff tickets myself. But it's because I don't know what I'm going to get. And I, I don't feel like spending more money than I've spent before on playoff packages for them to be out in five games and put my money in the bank of Moncton, the bank yeah. of the Moncton Wildcats when I can just keep it in mind and go next year. And yeah. I'm looking at flex tickets. I'm, I literally was looking at six flex tickets. That's the level when they lost to St. John, that's the level I was at six tickets for games, three, four, possibly six. If they get there, mm-hmm. that was kind of it. And you know, they won two games and that's how the season's going to go. It's going to be a roller coaster. And I, we're in for a bumpy ride folks. Um, but yeah, it's just it's for me. It's got this Hugo Bernier. It's got to figure it out. Like it's it's got to be, and I I feel better that he's from an actual hockey than using it as a stepping stone to find an Irving job. He's yeah. been with Trois-Rivières. They got a pretty good thing over there uh, in the ECHL. I choked on the live. We're available, man. We got ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, it, something's got to change. Yep, I agree. So I agree. All right, you ready for everyone's favorite part of the show? Yeah, sure. Maybe that was everyone's favorite yeah. part of the show. It probably was. Eric Murray, realtor, buy a house from him. <laughs> Stick tap of the week. Okay, so uh, this one's going to be winging it a little bit because <laughs> in my preparations for this episode, <laughs> uh, I usually prepare for my team of the week uh, and my stick tap. However, that rant um, <laughs> made me forget to do a stick tap yeah so i'll bring it back to what i mentioned earlier in the show about um about the coverage of of the hockey at at the canada games and uh just how openly available it was and how well it was uh you know your i'm not sure who it was but you know i know i listened to a couple games that was it, it was I don't know who it is. He might he might have been the play by play for the Summerside Western Capitals, mm-hmm. um, but it was really well done. And I know there was a few games that had George Matthews, a couple games that had Corey Arsenault, and just the overall, you know, product of 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 the hockey event at the Canada Games was was a one. 
and to be able to watch it for free yeah you know that was uh i, I really enjoyed that because clearly i'm a cheapskate <laughs> you know when i say that that's a lot of hockey to pay for though it, it is but you know but they, you know they charge you for the monktony and they charge you for the ice jam they they charge you to watch the 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 U18 in Quebec now they charge you to watch the the Gatorade challenge which is you know which will be in, in Blainville at the end of uh, April I think it is you know you've you've got to you've got to pay to watch these players now and this actually allowed me to get an idea of of you know what's available out there mm-hmm. and not having to break the bank when I say break the bank, you know, a tournament pass for the Monctonians thirty dollars to stream, but yeah. I think you know what I mean. You know, I'm not. Um, but you add up the Monctonian, the Ice Jam, the Gatorade Challenge. You're, the... you're looking at like 150 bucks yeah. to to get an idea of, of what's out there, and and you know, this is the this is the event, right? This yeah. this brought all the players together, and the Gatorade will be the next uh, event that brings all the players together. So, um, I've. I've seen enough. Like I, I know, I know who I like, and I know kind of who I want. But you know, there's those. Once you get into the fifth rounds and the sixth rounds mm-hmm. and the seventh rounds, you're, you know, probably a little lost there. But yeah, um, honestly, I thought it was it was well put together. By the sounds of it, the games, in as a whole, have been really well put together. Uh, the you know the women's hockey starts this week and. Uh, team New Brunswick not off to a, you know, hot start. Having to face Quebec in Game One's not, uh, yeah, not always good. But uh, honestly, it's um, it's it was I was just, I was impressed. It was the the quality, the picture quality was really good. You know what the games that didn't have the play by play or commentary. You know, it's like you were sitting in the rink because. You heard you heard the hits. Yeah, you heard you, you heard the goal celebrations. You heard the fans, and I think was it a Nova Scotia game I was listening to? The first one you sent to me, I didn't even listen to it because you're like, "There's no broadcast." I'm like, "All right, I'll listen on mute." Yeah, there was. Uh, I think it was a Nova Scotia fan. Um, oh my god! But every every time something good happened to Nova Scotia, whether it was a save or even when they cleared the zone, wahoo! All you heard on the that's broadcast. somebody's grandma. That's yeah. somebody's hockey wahoo! grandma. Yeah, that's a hockey it's grandma all, right there. It's all you heard was wahoo and yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a hockey grandma yeah, right there. And it's um, that's I was like, this is amazing. And it's even like, you know, just clearing the puck out of the zone. Yeah, it was just they were ecstatic, and I was <laughs> I was like, this is the best part. Like, I can I can live without play by play if I get to hear this Nova Scotia <laughs> fan all, all game, uh, but that's no that was uh, that's that's it man like that's uh, that's pretty much where I want to go with this one and it's um, it was it was really really good really good hockey and I'm looking forward to uh, you know hopefully having some of these players in our team next year. Yeah, I got an honorary one. Do it the uh, the Schwinnigan fan club. Yeah. The, the or the t- Schwinnigan Cataract. Yeah. Because of spelling error on the... <laughs> um, yeah, the Schwinnigan fan club. Um, putting a bus trip together. Kind of goes back to what I was talking about fan and community-wise. Um, I mean, it works out when you play three games and three nights in Charlottetown, Bathurst, and, and Moncton. But to see all that yellow, um, it's kind of cool to see a fan bus being put together. And 
I did look at how much they cost, and they were a little cheaper than I thought they were going to be. And to make it work, we'd probably have to have about 50 fan listeners. I think we could do that. Endurance-wise, might be a little tough. But to see that level of community and, and uh, team support for a team that, you know, a lot of those fan buses, that's a long way to drive on a bus yep. to watch a team that might win one, two games. Um, it was very cool to see that. So honorary stick tap to them. The Stick Tap Week, sponsored by Eric Murray Real Estate with the Remax Avante team. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the greater Moncton or surrounding area, make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at 506-863-8802. All right, and that brings us to the Wildcast Wildcat of the Week, presented by Rosemary Lynn Massage and Spa. Her February 15% deal has expired, um, but they will have deals or something in March. Just stay tuned to our social medias as well as theirs. Uh, but they do still have the loyalty card, which you get nine spa services, get the 10th free. So if you'd like to take advantage of that, give them a call at 506-830-1224 or drop in for a visit at 1224 Mountain Road. The Wildcast Wildcast of the week goes to a player that, uh, well, we've we've been a little bit tough on in the past couple weeks. Um but this past weekend, uh, when the team needed the leadership after the St. John game, um, he came through offensively, uh, big hits, making things happen. He's got two goals, two assists in, in both games for four points. Um, and that player is number 79, Mr. Baudouin, Charles Baudouin. That'll do it for this week's show. Again, the Wildcats are on the road this weekend. Uh, Baycomo and Shakutami back-to-back. No game against Ramuskis. That's been moved to March 15th due to asbestos. Um, look, playoff tickets are on sale. Um, if you're season ticket holder, I think that ends March 1st. So you still can now, um, get playoff tickets, whether you want the package or you want the flex tickets, depends how you feel on, on the hockey club. Um, we just don't know who, we just don't know where it starts, but they will make the playoffs. Um, and if you're looking for playoff hockey, that isn't Moncton right away. Um, by the time you hear this game, one will be over against for the flyers. Um, game two will be in Bathurst and, uh, game three will be, this Saturday at 7.30. You should be awake for that, eh? Uh, I hope so. 7.30 on a Saturday? Yeah. As long as the beer is running up the uh, fourplex, I'll be there. Beer is running. If you want to catch on some uh, some good hockeys, the uh, Moncton Flyers get set to defend their TELUS Cup uh, championship. The road began on Tuesday. Uh, has set, head to the Superior Propane Center, Flex, Place, Fourplex, that building with four ice surfaces in it. And uh, you can see some Flyers hockey. For Jeremy, I'm Adam. Have a good week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast.